This is Michael with the Talk.Beer podcast. I have a bonus episode for you. Yesterday, I had a chance to sit down and talk with Sean Mossman, who's the Director of Sales and Marketing at Coop Aleworks from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Coop Aleworks is doing a bunch of release events in Houston, so if you get a chance to catch up with them, you definitely should. I caught up with them at Cottonwood on North Shepherd. Thanks to Meredith for pointing that out to me, uh, letting me know that Sean would be there and getting me a chance to sit down and talk with them. Sean started off by sharing the history and the vision of Coop Aleworks and some of the key similarities between Oklahoma City and Houston, Texas. Let's take a listen. Yeah, like every brewery starts with a story, like three guys did yeah. this, right? No. So three guys met at a party one night and, and, and bonded over their love of craft beer. Uh, it's primarily craft beer that came from Colorado and, and some other states, obviously, right? And over a period of time, a short period of time, uh, began to talk about how that market in Oklahoma City was underserved and there was an opportunity for there to be a local craft brewery that Oklahoma City could be proud of. Uh, and they spent a couple of years traveling around the state, traveling around the country, um, gaining inspiration from other breweries. I will tell you specifically uh, that the three founders visited Carbach in the very early stages of Carbach about what was going on in Houston and how a craft brewery could start up and what resources it needed. and one of the biggest inspirations for the founders for sure was Avery Brewing in, in Colorado and still remains an inspiration for our brewery to this day. Um, but they spent a lot of time talking to those breweries about how you start up, what the environment was like, what the hurdles were like. And eight years ago, they opened the brewery. Uh, they opened Coop Ale Works in a very tiny space, you know, very similar story, a very tiny space. Eventually, five years later, um, had gained a little foothold in Oklahoma City. Two of the founders, one, sorry, one, one of the founders at that time had left for another opportunity, uh, small business startup, you know, so he left for another opportunity. Uh, the one, the, everybody that was left um, ended up moving to another facility primarily because they knew they wanted to expand to other states. They knew they wanted to move into Arkansas and Nebraska and Kansas and eventually Texas, right, which is a gigantic market that again is underserved. Dallas and Houston and San Antonio and Austin, uh, who have great beer scenes, but at the time didn't have the, you know, sort of the appropriate number of local craft breweries. Um, so moved into our new facility three years ago, 15,000 square feet, state-of-the-art production brewery, um, and have quickly grown to near capacity in that space as, as we've grown. And so now we're eight years old uh, and distribute in five states, um, plus Oklahoma, so five states other than Oklahoma and I have just now crossed the 10,000 barrel threshold. So hopefully pushing towards 15,000, which would make us officially a regional brewery. And, and I think that's our goal, to be known as an, a, a regional brewery, something along the lines of the way that people perceive RAR and Tallgrass and Nebraska and, and Urban Chestnut and some of those breweries that kind of exist in this, uh, in this geographic area. And so when we opened eight years ago, uh, the regulatory environment and the laws in Oklahoma were very restrictive. So you couldn't self-distribute. Um, there were a lot of other nuances that made it difficult for a new brewery or startup brewery to really operate uh, and to grow. Um, so we were the first real production brewery in Oklahoma City and that was only eight years ago. Now there are seven or eight in Oklahoma City that are doing 500 to 1,500 to 2,000 barrels each. Um, and, and the environment has gotten better. We've made some significant changes to the law in Oklahoma. 
a lot of people don't know that starting in October of next year, we'll be allowed to sell strong beer, what was considered strong beer, our craft beer, uh, in grocery stores and cold. And those, those seem like things that are second nature and sometimes are taken for granted by Texans and, and people that have lived in Houston all their life. But it's, it's a new world order for us in Oklahoma. And what it's gonna do, it's gonna create a lot of opportunity for young, innovative entrepreneurs that wanna start breweries and are already starting breweries to really grow the marketplace and to really enter that enter in Oklahoma City. So we're excited about it. We're excited about the work that we've been able to do to help create that environment and not make it as difficult as it was for us to start up. And so that's kind of the long way to the market still underserved in Oklahoma City for sure. And quite frankly, even though you have some amazing breweries in Houston, some world-class breweries in Houston that we're very, very fond of, um, and it inspired us. David Southern Star inspired our brewery to, to push and to be better and to create what we are, what we are now and, and even encourage us to come down to Houston and to tackle this market. But the reality is, is that on a per capita basis, Houston is still an underserved market as far as local craft and regional craft is concerned. And so um, I think the Houston market is very similar to the Oklahoma and the Oklahoma City market in that way. On a per capita basis, we are still underserved and I think Houston is still underserved. And I think there's a real hunger for really great, unique craft beers. I then asked Sean what you'd be able to find if you decided to take a trip to Coop Ale Works and visit them in Oklahoma City. Here's what Sean had to say. One, you'll find a, what I think is a really beautiful tap room. Uh, Oklahoma is a, is a weird state. A lot of people in Texas know about the weirdness of our alcohol laws. Um, but one of the weirdest things uh, that, that from our perspective is we weren't allowed to have an operating, a functional tap room in our brewery. We weren't allowed to have you and Meredith or anybody else come into our brewery and buy a pint of beer and enjoy our beer at the same place that it was made. That law got changed in August of last year. So now we have the ability to do that. And we invested thousands of dollars building a 2,000 square foot tap room in our, in our brewery uh, that's now open four days a week. We have 20 taps on the wall. 10 of those are dedicated to core beers. The other 10, uh, our tap room managers and our brewmasters are constantly brewing um, really experimental beers or infusing beers uh, like F5 I talked about earlier. Uh, our tap room manager has been infusing grapefruit juice into F5 for a long time. It's been a cult classic. We have it here, yeah. We brought a couple of kegs up for the release party. Um, so F, uh, uh, grapefruit F5 is, is on tap oftentimes down there. Cherry DNR, one of our other core beers that gets infused with cherries, is on every once in a while. But then also, our brewers will be will, will kind of be, you know, working on a new style or a new beer that they want to release in bomber format, um, and other things like that. And oftentimes, we'll have it on tap in our tap room just so we can get feedback from customers about what they think about the beer and whether they think it's commercially viable. It's something that they would buy in the marketplace. Uh, and so, anytime you can walk into our brewery and there might be one or two experimental beers on tap that nobody's ever had before. And finally, Sean tells us about Coop Ale Works distribution in the Houston area. You know, we're distributed locally by a distributor called Favorite Brands. Um, they're craft only as far as the beer's concerned, uh, wine and spirits as well. Uh, and they have great, uh, we're really lucky to be with them. They have really great relationships with ATB Specs, Total Wine, uh, all the independents on the, the wine side, Kroger, uh, and so you know, I, I was here last week working with them on uh, getting beer into stores, and uh, our whole team was. In fact, we brought 
uh, all six of our salespeople from different markets around the country uh, where we distribute from Kansas City, from Tulsa, Arkansas, uh, Dallas, Fort Worth. But um, came back in today uh, after spending the weekend at home and uh, was really pleased to see, you know, the amount of, uh, of uh, beer that's in the market already after a week at the HEBs and Specs of the World and uh, Kroger's and, you know, you name it. So, um, so, so far, so good. Those guys do a really great job for craft brands and uh, they've done a great job for us so far in just a week. It's been amazing. If you go to your local liquor store, go to your local grocery store, you're generally gonna find uh, for sure F5 IPA. That's our flagship brand. It's about 55% of what we make and sell uh, every year. It's the number one selling individual beer in our home state in Oklahoma, and we're really proud of that. Um, and you're gonna find Horny Toad Blonde, uh, which is a blonde ale, uh, very light, uh, crisp, light malt backbone, not very hoppy, good gate gateway craft. Uh, you're gonna find DNR, which is our uh, Belgian strong ale, 10% in a can. Um, so really uh, good, good sweetness, uh, really uh, light for a 10% beer. And uh, you're also going to find Spare Rib Pale Ale, which is our session style pale ale, which is what I'm drinking right now. Um, on top of that, we also have seasonals. We have four seasonals a year. Right now, we brewed a special batch, a 30 barrel batch of Alpha Hive Double IPA, which is our highest rated beer. Uh, it gets a 97 on rate beer. Uh, it's a double IPA brewed with orange blossom honey. It's usually our spring beer and we, we put it out this spring where we brewed a special batch for Houston so we could launch with, with that beer being in the market. Uh, and then finally Saturday Siren which is our summer dry hopped American Pilsner. Uh, so those, are, those are the beers you'll find right now. You'll find the first four year round and then we'll rotate seasonals in. Oktoberfest will be here in August and Grand Sport Porter will be here in October. Or sorry, November. Okay. So that's it for this quick hit bonus edition of the Beer podcast. You can find us on the internet at talk.beer.com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Our podcast episodes are available on our website as well as on iTunes and on Stitcher. Uh, we hope you'll tune in and let us know what you think.